KBUT, the butt, New Las Vegas Radio. Get ready to feel something. You're listening to Dr. Whoever. Boom. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 15 hours, 24 minutes, 30 seconds. Universal Time, 19 hours, 24 minutes, 35 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock at the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 15 hours, 24 minutes. New Las Vegas Radio. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Stand by. Many kinds, where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happens? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the Well, happy Halloween. It is October 31st, 2021. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. You're stuck on KBUT, the butt. This is Dr. Whoever. Hey, Dr. Whoever. Let's get this show on the road. Boom. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. Well, trick or treat, Mr. Jesse. Hey, happy Halloween, Dr. Happy Weber. Halloween. Out there. Yes, it is Halloween 2021. I don't even remember last year, do you? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, it's kind of messed up, though. Like, Halloween is, has been traditionally one of our favorite holidays. Oh, I love Halloween. Go out, meet up with friends, dress up. But honestly, like, even this year, even though things have opened up a little bit, it just hasn't felt, like, very Halloween-y. I agree. If we could use it as a, as in that type of verbiage. I didn't even, like, um, bug you to carve a pumpkin like I normally do. Yeah, we were planning to go to the neighborhood. Actually, there's a neighborhood pumpkin patch area. Yeah, it's, like, right um, down the street. We could actually pick up, pick your own pumpkins from the ground and, like, do a whole little adventure. And I've just been or like, even eh. brought up getting Halloween like costumes that was never as I mentioned as well oh uh, I might dress up tomorrow or today I mean <laughs> I know <laughs> it's just still, look a, you might look a little odd no it's just still like I don't know I'm just not in I'm not in the like celebrative like I don't know like get into these holidays kind of mood yet still I don't know like but we did get boosted yesterday officially yeah we did and so you know we did get I, I feel good about it I feel, I feel really great about it because the line of work I'm in, I'm usually at community events or doing something within the community. Uh, so it feels good to have that extra level of defense. Um, and we didn't take it from anyone. No one was there. There were yes. plenty. There was there was literally four people there begging, "Hey, come get vaccinated." 
Come get vaccinated. Just say anything else. You know, anything. Oh, you're, I mean, you have a health issue, so, whatever. So, you're you're in the public eye a lot. You're around a lot of people. You know, they'll, they'll give you a booster yeah, for anything. So, so the issue is, is that people aren't getting vaccinated at the levels, you know, they should be or people would like to see mm-hmm. people get vaccinated. So these vaccines expire after a certain amount of time. So they need to put them in somebody's arm regardless of who it is. So... Um, if you can give them reason to, to be in the public constantly where you're at a higher risk of, of catching it or spreading it, um, they're definitely willing to, to give you a booster here in you know, Las Vegas area. That is for sure. Well, but it is, what else? But it is, but it is an issue of conversation with uh, vaccine um availability in third world countries. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, like one of my idiot cousins or somebody posted recently like, well, we can feed the whole world or something like yeah, something like that. Like it was like, oh no, wait, it was like if since we can vaccinate the whole globe, why can't we feed everyone or well it was like, well first of all, once we once we vaccinate everyone, you know, then we'll start getting to like feeding everyone because like all they see is their little area. They don't you know, um for some people like the United States is the world. They don't understand there's other places out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, so and, I mean, but what, a, they, what they fail to realize is though that it's the whole world working together to, to do that. Um, but it's also the same people that make those kind of comments that um, won't spend money when it comes to like making sure people have foods and you know for you know unemployment benefits or you know, food stamp benefits to make sure people can eat at night. So I did have some other random COVID news. It was like something random, like some kind of um, antidepressant, I guess. Like floxin, floxinol or something. I don't know. Apparently, they're um, saying it's like a going to be a really, it's a really big game changer in um, COVID because it's it's actually helping people. Um, it's actually something that's really helping. Other than remember how they were just kind of like, oh, this helps and that helped before. Like, I gotta find it. I'm gonna bring. I'll find that for you later. It was actually a a reputable a reputable source of treatment, which is kind of interesting because, you know, like so many people are probably on antidepressants nowadays. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there might be some people that are, uh, they are already, um, oh, here it is. Common antidepressant guards against COVID hospitalizations. Let's see. It's flow. Let's see. Flow. How do you say this? F-L-U-V-O-X-A-M-I-N-E. Fluoxamine? Fluoxamine. Well, whatever. It was approved in the 1990s to treat obsessive compulsive disorders. So, <laughs> hey, if you have obsessive compulsive disorder, you know, maybe uh, you'll be okay from COVID too. So, you know, a little bonus right there. All right, um, let's come back and let's say what we're going to do this evening for Halloween and uh, kind of gives a little more of an idea about why we decided to get vaccinated because we're around all these people in the public all the time. These little kids got all these little germs and we're going to be handing them candy for hours coming up soon. Um, This is the Dr. Ever Project. We'll be right back.
right, before we get into that, I do want to get into some. It's just breaking news in my book. Breaking news, Justin. Feel free to turn your head and cough. Um, we got Alec Baldwin came out and um, he stopped in Vermont and talked to some reporters. I guess they were following him like all Princess Diana style and they were kind of scared and they, they stopped on the side of the road and they got out and I have a clip of you it. You said they, so it's, it's his wife oh, yes, and it's his, his kids, wife. Right? It's his wife and his kids and you, all you see in this video is Alec Baldwin looking all kinds of disheveled. You know this man is upset. I love Alec Baldwin. I feel so bad for him. And in this clip, I think it kind of, you know, it, you feel for him in the real moment and it gives you a real sense of what went down and his feelings and, 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 and his kind of hesitation to, he wants to talk and share his emotion, but he just legally can't. She was my friend. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were a very, very, excuse me, we were a very, very, you know, well-oiled crew shooting a film together, and then this horrible event happened. Now, I've been told multiple times, don't make any comments about the ongoing investigation, and I can't. I can't, I can't, that's right. it. And you met what with, are the, sorry. What are the questions that you have other than that? You met with the, uh, the, the, the um, I'm forgetting in a moment, but you met with her family? And so this part, uh, the reporters or the paparazzi that have stopped, they can't even remember the cinematographer's name, Hannah, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. That um, was shot. And I can't even remember right now, just randomly. And like, you know, and, and Alec Baldwin's like, you're following us. He's about to say something like, you know, and his wife kind of get, this is his wife too. She's got her phone out recording them. Everybody was recording everybody. Alec Baldwin's got his phone. He's recording too. It's just, it just looks kind of sad. And this is, it's kind of unfortunate. This is what we're doing now. We're hounding these people for this story, but I mean, it, it is a good message, and what he says, I think, is um, it is good, and it shows. Like I told you, Jesse, um, sometimes it is good to get on top of the story so you can control it, and you know, other things don't get spun around. Kind of like what's happening in that Monica Lewinsky TV show on FX right now that we're watching. We'll get into that later, but all right, let's get back into Alec Baldwin. He feels terrible. Um, he's on the side of the road in Vermont. Helena, yes, her name is Helena. Husband. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you should you know, know her, her name. name. Her name is Helena. Helena Hutchinson. Helena. I met with her husband Matthew and her son. Yeah, that's right. And uh, how did that reading go? Uh, I wouldn't know how to characterize them. Oh. They're, they're, they're you, mortified. You guys, you guys, you know what? Do, no I'm, details. Do, do, do me a favor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question. Well, I appreciate that he was probably very upset. The, 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 the guy is overwhelmed with grief. This is something that, that you know, there are incidental accidents. Uh, on film sets uh, from time to time, but nothing like this. This is a one in a trillion episode. It's a one in a trillion of them. And so he is in shock. He has a nine-year-old son. You know, we are, you know, in constant contact with him because we're very worried about his family and his, his kid. And uh, as I said, we're, we're, we're eagerly awaiting for the Sheriff's Department to tell us what their investigation has yielded. What else do you have? Would you ever work on another film set that involves... Uh I couldn't answer that question. I, I, I really don't have any. I have no sense of it at all. I do know that an ongoing effort to limit the use of firearms in, on film sets is something I'm extremely interested in. Yeah, but, but where are you? But remember something that I think is important, and that is how many bullets have been fired in films and TV shows in the last 75 years? This is America. How many bullets have gone off in movies and on TV sets? 
It's hard to hear because the wind is coming through, but he's basically yeah. saying, you know, how many billions of bullets have they fired in movies, you know, since movies have been around, and what a one in a trillion thing. Some new measures have been taken, rubber guns, plastic guns, no live, no real I think me and you were talking that we were surprised that um, Chris Cuomo, I think, was talking about the day of, like, he said he thought it was a prop gun, but there is nothing called a prop gun. They are just guns loaded differently, so they do not have a bullet, but still fire to get the effect. And sometimes they even film it with like a bullet in, from what I understood, to show realism, and then I guess take it out for another scene, but this is the very end of it. Is there anything else? Why Vermont, Alex? Is yeah, that's a per- no, 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 that's a person. That's probably, yeah, that's probably. Anything else? I know, these people are nosy as So just do me a favor, you don't mind? My kids are in the car crying. Because you guys are following me. And all I want to do, know. as a courtesy to you, I came to talk to you. I'm not allowed to comment on the investigation. I talk to the cops every day. I talk to them every day to find out. They know where you are. Good job, Alec Baldwin. I mean, you know, that's that's good. You know, you come out, you get on top of the story. I, I like what he's doing there. Um, what's your opinion on that, you know? Yeah, I think, um, so he got ahead of the story and made himself very open to to questions. Uh, he was clear of what he wanted to talk about, where, where he felt he couldn't talk about, which was the investigation with the shooting. Um, but to make yourself available like that to people that are honestly, he knows that they're going to be on him regardless. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know what? This is something I'm going to have to do. This is going to hopefully give me some privacy back with my family and kids. Um, and he answered a lot of questions. I think he did it in a very professional way tactful his wife was getting a little his wife was kind of like getting a little agitated and and he he didn't want that because he he does have a reputation a reputation of being kind of like you know yeah he's you know had some drunk issues and and all that so he wants to calm his wife went into full mom mode but at the same time you saw how alex how alec baldwin has been in the business for so long he's able to kind of push those emotions aside and handle the press accordingly and keep them on his side because, you know, if the press kind of frames you in a certain way, it can be bad for your career. For and, sure. You know, people kind of jump jump ship uh, for, you know, believing in who you are or you know, liking you. That can change really quickly. So I think you did it very well. I'm hoping that everybody stands behind um, Alec Baldwin. I think they will. And I, I think this will be, you know, a catalyst to change. Unfortunate that it had to go that way. But... Sometimes, like he said, when things are such a one in a trillion kind of a chance, it takes that chance or that time for change to change to come in. But, um, all right, let's get into some local Las Vegas news. All right, Mr. Jesse? Let's do it. So we're going to where the Pearson Center this evening. We are for um, trick or treating, kind of. Um, I, like I was talking to my dad last night, and we were talking about trick or treating. He's like, "Yeah, you know, like all the churches and stuff." I was like, "Yeah, Dad, that's in North Carolina. Like, churches are not every twenty feet here in a lot of places, like they are in the South. And um, like, trunk or treating is done, and but it's not always done churchy. It's done, you know, government organizations or." Um, Things like uh, that you and your um, people partner up with, or like this. I'm sure it's just a bunch of organizations all kind of coming together in one city building, kind of a giant rec center kind of thing, right? Yeah, so the community centers here in Las Vegas have kind of taken the role as you would normally see in like 
more rural states, like where the churches kind of do a lot of the events. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's more inclusive. There's not, there's no religion pushed on people. Um, at Vegas is really diverse, so you wouldn't want to. Hey, there's nothing wrong with the churches, but I mean, there's not. There's also pushing us. Yeah, like but there's the also a need to have everybody included, regardless of their religious mm -hmm. denomination, and no one should be left out because you know they're not the majority of that religion here in you know the area. But yeah, so Pearson Center is doing an event where everybody that comes has to bring a minimum of fifty pounds of cof uh, coffee. Coffee. You can tell I want more coffee. <laughs> fifty pounds. I brought of, my coffee of up candy, today. Of candy um, to be a part of the event, and it's you know everybody's doing it out of the kindness of their heart, or you know. I mean, just because they know the need in the community to to do give back, and these a lot of these events are taking place in, in black and brown communities, mm -hmm. Asian communities, uh, where there's a higher demand for for these type of events. Well, and, I, and let's remember that these things are uh, like in, in my culture growing up. Halloween, okay, it's Halloween. You go, you get a costume. All your other friends are going out. They're all getting costumes too. But um, not everywhere in the world is that the case, you know, that you have this extra income to go out and spend 40 to $60 on, I don't know, Powder Puff Girl costume or what a kid's like nowadays, Bob the Builder, I don't yeah. know, Hocus Pocus. Um, you know, some kids end up in a sheet or nothing at all, you know, so. Yeah, and I think that's really good to have people like elected officials that, that have experienced that growing up because sometimes you don't know about those things if you've never experienced i know mm -hmm. myself like when i was a kid my grandma took me to a community event for christmas and they were passing out christmas presents and that was because that was one of the few christmas presents i was going to get that year and how much that means to a kid to be able to celebrate christmas and open a present has a oh, long-lasting yeah. effect on their psych psychological yeah, impact, you know what I mean? I so, remember... Um, so these kind of events are really important to the community, even though people just think it's candy or it's this and that. It really has to do with like being able to experience the thing that your other classmates who are more financially stable can celebrate. And, and if enjoy. all the kids are coming together, though, too, and doing it fun, you can't even tell, like, you know, who's the poor kids and that kind of thing, because you're all there doing it together and you're all having fun. Um, because it is different here. Like the neighborhoods are kind of more vast and and all. But you get some you get some exercise trick or treating around here. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's for sure. All right, what else we got? Look, Las Vegas news. Oh, okay. This is interesting. I thought this was very interesting. You know what this is? I wouldn't either, really. Just randomly off the top, to be honest. Oh, I know that song. It's uh, a KISS, so I know we talked on the show that KISS was uh, going to have a residency in Planet Hollywood, but according to this, uh, one hour ago, uh, KISS has canceled all appearances at Planet Hollywood on the Las Vegas Strip, all 12 of the Las Vegas Strip, um, and it says, unfortunately, the event organizer had has had to cancel your event, is literally the quote. Um, this is according to... So KISS didn't cancel it on their end? This just says... All KISS shows at Planet Hollywood apparently canceled. I mean, this is literally came out an hour ago. Um, KSNV, Las Vegas. Las Vegas 3. So I'm, I'm interested in finding out why. I know, right? Because other shows are, are moving forward. So is it ticket sales? They weren't able to sell enough tickets? Or I know there's not an issue with the venue because there's other artists playing. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's true, that's true. Isn't Christina Aguilera going to be there? I, I'm not sure which... Yeah, I think she is playing at Hollywood. I'm not quite oh, sure. Um, that song. I hope she's not going to do that song you just played. It was 
terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you anyway. know, can I give you some more? Can I give you some more uh, Nevada news today? Sure, sure. So I, I'm not sure if you're even aware of this or knew that it even existed. Today is officially Nevada Day. Oh, I did see that you, you at a sign that yesterday. I did not know what Nevada Day was. No. Well, Nevada Day is a legal holiday in the state of Nevada um, to commemorate their joining the United States in the Union in October 31st. 1864. Okay, 1864. Yeah. That's a that seems like a this day in history. Yeah. I didn't know this was going to be happening today. I am I am ecstatic to be a part of this. On this day by Britannica. Today we're looking on at this day. On this day. If you could have anything in the world right now, what would it be? Oh, more time for thinking. So, on this day, yeah, Nevada so, Day. On this day, Nevada celebrates the state's induction into the Union on October 31st, 1864. Interesting. And so it is on Halloween. Yeah, and this year marks the state's 157th birthday. Damn, so all happy right. birthday, well, Happy birthday. What are we watching where they keep calling it Nevada? Oh, um, the morning oh, show. driving me crazy. The morning show. And, um, well, because Reese Witherspoon's character is from Alabama, so in Alabama, you you say Nevada. Wait. No, she said Nevada. You say Nevada. See, I can say it either way. See, now. I got you saying it correctly now. <laughs> I got the Southern out of you. You got the Southern out of me. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. It's it's the correct pronunciation is right. Nevada, not Nevada. Sounds good. Well, and I and you would love that. I should get you the T-shirt for the Harry Potter kind of. It's <laughs> Nevada, <laughs> not Nevada. <laughs> I have a little Harry Potter <laughs> little thing up here, and I was wearing my Hermione um, little thing. For I was you. yeah, I was wearing my um, I uh, what was it? What does it say? Um, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Yeah, <laughs> tanked up yesterday. All right, well here, um, I actually have some other local Las Vegas news. I know we're not going to be able to really get into it, but I just want to start it because I've seen this story all over the place, so it must be huge, and it kind of rhymes with Nevada, Nevada, Jara. We'll be back. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Happy Halloween. So I know there's um apparently some shakeup in the Clark County School District's school board. Do you know anything about this, Jesse? I know a little bit about it. Okay, yeah. I don't know much, but I guess there's somebody named Jara, J-A-R-A, and they voted her out, and it's she's a, got... It's a guy. It's a guy. Is yeah, his name Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, okay. Jesus. Jesus. So he's got... Yeah, so on so Thursday, the Clark County School Board voted for to terminate uh, the superintendent. And why? Is there like any specific there's, reason? There's been a lot of issues of how he's addressed racial issues within and, the school district. Is he... What is he? Is he black, white, Mexican, Latino, I, I Hispanic, he, Puerto Rican? I believe Cuban. Cuban. Um, okay. He, okay. I believe he's from Florida, but I mean, it's... Not that it matters, but I mean, I It doesn't matter your ethnicity. If you're unable to address some of the racial issues, especially with like this last year, I, I'm sure everybody knows, regardless of whether or not you support Trump, racial tensions were oh, pretty yeah. high mm-hmm. and nothing really changed too drastically after Joe Biden was elected. There's still a lot of tension. And there was a few issues taking place in a few of the schools where there was going to be, you know, threat of Columbine or, you know, I mean, there was, you know, some people threatening to shoot up a school or because, you know, I mean, 
Trump related stuff. But I mean, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, sure. but it's, but it's bigger than that. And like test scores for minority students being lower than they should be. So it's an, it's an overall thing that the community rallied together to, to mobilize. I have a few friends that were able to mobilize to have this take place. Um, so it's, I hope we were able to get a superintendent that really kind of focuses and encompasses, you know, the, what Vegas actually looks like. And so we're looking for some change. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, unfortunately, though, it seems like they're going to pay him out his entire contract. Yeah. So, and people are not happy about that. You know what? how much the annual salary is for a superintendent? I don't even want to know. It's probably it's, something sickening. Give me a wild guess. I'm going to say... What you think a superintendent of... Uh, well, I know how much they make in, like, Charlotte. So I'm going to say it's probably similar. So I'm going to say, like, between 150 and 240. So his... He's been at the job since 2018, and his annual salary has been $320,000. Oh my god, that's just disgusting. That should not be allowed. Not allowed. Alright, I'm done with that. I got one more Las Vegas story. Do this one faster. So I know you said, you know, Gabby Petito, she got, you know, she went missing and everybody went crazy to find her or whatever. Well, I got right here, 15-year-old girl reported missing Las Vegas. She is from the Payade tribe in the northwest Las Vegas Valley. This 15-year-old girl named Nami has been reunited with her family. FBI reporters say so. In your face, there you go. Everybody is special and everybody should be looked for if they're missing. One last story for local Las Vegas news. We got the lineup for the Fremont Street New Year's Eve performance. Hey. And I believe it's this year because it doesn't have a year. So why would it be another year? Um, it's a little late, I think. But, I mean, you know, you never know with what's going on right now. But um, their headliner is... <laughs> I should have had it pulled up. I'm not going to tell you the headliner yet because... I literally should have had this pulled up and I didn't. So I'm going to tell you. Are you going to leave everybody like in suspense? I'm going to tell you who some of the other ones are. you have like a drum roll or something? I I could give you a drum roll, but I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to tell you like, who's, who's like the, the secondary people. Oh, like the village people and, um, Bobby Brown. Are they trying to get people to stay home? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, here it is. Okay. And then who else? Um, Tone Lock. What do you think about Tone, Tone Lock? Tone Lock. Tone Low? Is that, is that the, the one... Um, I feel like I like that. I feel girl, like I like... you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, is maybe. This, is it Tone Lock? I don't know who you're pronouncing Tone right. Loke, maybe? Tone I think Loke? it's Tone Low. God, I'm so white. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well, you know you know who else is really so white, Jesse? Tone Medina, Tone Loke? You know who else is really white? Who? This is the headliner. Is this Vanilla Ice? <laughs> This is the photo they use and everything. I think this is a. I'm pretty sure this is like a photo, the same photo they have on HGTV for that stupid TV show he has. Is this really for this year? Yes, is this for this year? This is according to the Las Vegas Journal. We got the Vanilla Ice, the Village People, Bobby Brown, and Tone Low are set to headline the event. Tickets go on sale noon Friday and gates open at 6 p.m. It looks like they're only $35, so I mean, that's okay. Uh, that's $30 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, three days ago, you're right. I'm, I'm pulling up an article from KTV Las Vegas team. Bobby Brown, Vanilla Ice, perform New Year's Eve on Fremont. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. 
I think this is an attempt by Fremont Street to keep people home to keep COVID <laughs> numbers from rising. They did say that. Um, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. This, I'm sure someone will, no, will enjoy would this like show. It. This but is like 80s, like it, 90 it, dance party. It's um, too much of the same kind of thing. I think they should mix it up. Well, at least you got the, at least you got YMCA. Yeah, so but, but I know how Fremont is. You kind of like just you have to line up and stand somewhere, oh, and like you can't really move in the bath. The accessibility to bathrooms is really poor. Um, so I'm not doing that for Bobby Brown and Vanilla Ice. I'm mean, just, I'm just not. We were there for. Um, <laughs> what were we there for? Uh, three Doors Down. Yeah, they said that was the down. largest crowd. They said that was the largest well, crowd well, in also, downtown they, they history. Were, they were also playing. You know, not sharing a stage, but there was another stage down in Fremont with um, who was the other? No, no, no. But the specific Three Doors Down oh, the show. Three Doors Down. Yeah, that was oh, okay. the biggest one they ever. They said. I mean, that's a I pretty big name in my, my opinion. I feel like Three Doors Down could still charge. Oh yeah. To, to get some people. We were seats. literally the first fifty people back through security because we knew what they were going to do. We knew they were going to kick everybody out until we asked ahead of time. So and, like, yeah. we didn't really see all the massive amounts of people behind us. Probably. And to be, honest, to be honest with you, like, I'd rather have paid twenty to thirty dollars. Go just see the show because there was just like so much. There was people arguing. There's people fighting. There's yeah. people trying to get. I had by to save you. Logan's people, girlfriend, people, Abby. Yeah, people were pushing. I mean, it was just like for me, I was like, I was just really uncomfortable. I just, I was like, almost like, dude, someone's gonna end up getting shot around here or something like this. It was just like for three doors down. It was just like, dude, it was chill out. This isn't, this isn't like Metallica or like some kind of like super like hardcore rock band. This is the, the hardcore rock band was down band. the down the other way at Cedar. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it was, yeah. but it was so uncomfortable watching. It. In my, you enjoy all that. I chaos. liked it. I liked I, it. I like to just like be close to the band and like you know watch the music and. You know, kind of sing along, but I was so uncomfortable. I like drama. So much stuff. People are bumping in. Trying to Logan had to pee in a security. cup. Security. Yeah, I mean, it's just. That's There's no bathroom. All right. Well, hey, if you want to have to pee in a cup, come to Fremont Street for New Year's Eve. <laughs> Maybe you just wear a diaper. All right, I got some cool LGBTQ plus news. You ready for that? Yeah. Anyway. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Doctor Ever Project. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yeah. LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear. There will be glitter. Right, sorry, I know kind of half told you this story. Tom Hanks, love Tom Hanks. He stopped at a wedding. Um, two looks like African American girls were getting married on the beach in Santa Monica. He's just jogging by, and he stops and takes a photo with them. I love me some Tom. I love some Tom Hanks. So that's pretty cool. That's cool of him. Also, we got, oh, yeah, we already talked about that idiot Texas governor that was um, trying to repeal, um, like, this says that, like, there, there is no gay marriage in Texas. Remember that guy? Yeah. Jim Savage. Yeah, that guy. We'll get back to that later on. But, okay, um, you know the show we're watching right now, Lock, Lock and Key or whatever? Mm-hmm. Lock and Key on Netflix or something? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still undecided. I've, I've literally watched five episodes and I can't decide whether I like it or I don't like it. I kind of like it. I like it. And, you know, I told you, like, the kid that's on it, first of all, he's not a kid. I looked him up because I was a little worried. He is 27 going on 28 years oh, old, okay? so He's aging well. He is aging well. Um, his name is, I'm not sure which one he is. He's either Connor Jessup or Miles Hesner. And one of the other ones is the guy from 13 Reasons. Oh, really? Okay, okay. And guess what? On Valentine's Day, they posted a I love you, and apparently these two were dating. Oh, really? Lock and Key Star posted... Oh, yeah, so Lock and Key Star is the, the Heiser guy, I guess. And then Jessup is the other one. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the show, it's pretty good. It's like... This is the trailer. 
We're here. Welcome to Key House. I could never get your father to talk about his life here. My kids need a home. Does it have to be this home? pretty good it was like a good kind of halloween show to watch it's kind of creepy it gives you kind of little creepy vibes but it's like not that creepy you could easily watch it with kids but also there's a couple like that one scene where the there's kind of like a sex scene with some choking but it's literally like 45 seconds you know what i mean yeah and you yeah. wouldn't even really like know I what's said, happening I'm still kind of on the fence with that show yeah if, if you want to watch something like say if you're working and you want to put something in the background and you don't really care if you miss half an episode that's one of those shows like you're not going to miss much yeah, it's it's a good show though. Yeah, you, you can. It's totally a um. I think like, you fell asleep for a couple. Episodes oh, I fell asleep and then I woke up, back, up, back up. And you're at. just like, whatever, same as it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got some other interesting news. We got some Philadelphia. You know, I used to live in Philadelphia, Jesse. I lived in Philadelphia mm -hmm. for not only for I literally lived there for almost exactly a year, but Philadelphia is um, becoming the first city in the country to do something, or the first major city at least. Um, I'll tell you what it is. We'll be right back. This is the Doctor Ever Project. All right, so Philadelphia is about to be the first major city in the United States to ban police from stopping drivers for low, lower level traffic violations. What do you think about that, Jesse? I think it's a good idea. They are, like, one time I remember parking to go visit someone and the little meter machine was broken, like, because it's one of those ones you had to put a card in and get a little ticket all nonsense. So I had to walk the other side. It was a little bit further. By the time I got back to my car, the guy was already there leaving me a ticket. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? This thing doesn't even work. Like, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, but once it prints, like, oh, but he, uh, they're just ridiculous over there. Yeah. And maybe if you weren't so ridiculous, the you wouldn't quarter, need so many stuff, cops. You know I mean? Well, maybe you wouldn't need so many cops if you didn't have all these ridiculous things you wanted people to stop people for and all these stupid rules. And then you could focus on the real things that need that need fixing in the city, like the crime. And, you know, I mean, I lived there for one year and got the hell out of there and moved to San Diego and was like... I, I think I told you this story. I was standing outside of a bar one time, like, on my phone, and some, some like, random person just, like came by and like snatched it on my hand and like ran and I like had flip-flops on so I half chased him lost my flip-flops and everything it was a it was a dramatic scene Mr. Jesse have you overcome it yet you it sound, was very dramatic you sound like your emotions got a little heightened when you were kind of explaining that <laughs> what's well, going on in uh more world news I guess uh other than just kind of around here, let's see what we got. Oh, the Supreme Court is not going to ban Maine's vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. That's going to kind of set a precedent, right? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I never know how to take the Supreme Court nowadays. I'm getting some stuff that is like where they want to hear Roe v. Wade kind of arguments, like a few aspects of it that they're letting go to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And then you got things where I thought they would kind of say, yeah, you know, they can't impose any mass, I mean, vaccine mandates, but. I mean, I'm getting surprised left and right, so I don't know how, I don't know how to take the Supreme Court. I mean, 
We'll see. It's one of those things that it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be interesting kind of experiment to see what people will take, um, you know, before... Everybody has something that means something to them, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So, eventually, something's going to affect you or someone you care about. Um, and that's kind of what makes people wake up sometimes and say, oh, okay, you know, maybe... Maybe I should think a little bit differently about this other than being closed-minded. Because it's not... Some people have the... A lot of people have the capacity for change and growth. They just need the awakening. Does that kind of make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, there's some other awakening going on right now. It is freaking creepy. Um, but it's also fascinating. So we're going to get into... We're going to get into witchcraft growing in the United States, Jesse. <laughs> Um, I had this girl in my, I went to middle school with or high school, I can't even remember now, but she used to say she was a witch. <laughs> Alright, we're going to talk about the uh, growth of Wiccan and witchcraft in America, um, and not just in America, I guess in New Jersey it seems like it's really big. We'll find out about that here in a second. Hallelujah. Can I worship the Lord in my own way? By praying like hell on my you know, deathbed. And it involves Relax. everything. Everything in us. And I pray that tonight, God. just watch an incredible night unfold before you, but How you doing? Peace just see it happen you. and Praise not participate. Jesus. But I'm believing that every one of us will <laughs> lean in, press in towards God, and embrace all that he has. The media said what? Christian <laughs> right is in decline, and you say it's taking America with it. You quote the chief executive of the Public Religion Research Institute about how white evangelicals once saw So this story is talking about a specific Wiccan coven in New Jersey, and I guess they've been on hiatus for like, you know, a year for COVID, not being able to do with their churchy Wiccan services or whatever. Um... And it's just basically just, it's more about how they're just like another church, you know, they're going to pray and light candles and have a celebratory dinner and they start a holiday season on October 31st where they light fires and have a feast uh, to honor the dead around an altar. I mean, other than calling it witchcraft, it doesn't sound much different than a lot of other religions, you know what I mean? We had a, we had a Wiccan group and a pagan group at my high school. They like it was it wasn't there, but you know they fill out the paperwork and they got like a little grounds area for you know the rocks and what they were what kind of ceremonies they uh -huh. said they had to do. Um, and they based a lot of it on because the Native Americans had an area too. So interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't care, whatever. I mean... It's one of those things, it's, it's exactly, therapeutic. It's like I've know? always said, like, what other people want to do is on them as long yeah. as they're anybody else, so... I'd, I'd go to one of these things. It looks... These people look, look pretty cool, you know? Uh, they look like they're pretty cool people. They're gonna have, they're gonna have like, a prayer circle, and then they'll, like, have, like, a little cauldron that has, like, incense and different... And you go and you throw stuff in it, and it you, it's kind of like... Like that song, Moving On... It's, it's all the same kind of thing. It's like you're throwing something in a cauldron to say you're free from it and move on to a new time in your world. Just like people on New Year's Eve have a New Year's resolution to change something about themselves. You know what I mean? It's like all this stuff is so connected. Mm -hmm. Whether it's witches or a rabbi. 
<laughs> we're all a little bit more similar than we think. So don't be too scary when you when somebody tells you they're a witch. All right. <laughs> all right. I got a fun TikTok story for you. All right. All right. You might need to look at this one. I'm. It's it's in the stories it, to to enjoy the humor of it. Since you're from LA, you might actually need to uh, to click it. We'll, we'll we'll let Whoopi play us out. All right, so the uh, the new TikTok sensation apparently in Shanghai is posing at a Costco and pretending like you're in Los Angeles, Jesse. Hey. <laughs> so you got these uh, these kids. They this one kid is bleached blonde hair. He's wearing sunglasses. He's got messed up jeans. He's outside of a Costco in this grassy area um the quote is the parking lot by costco entrance feels slightly like the west coast it's like making yourself feel like you're in la yeah. there's all these these all these pictures it's like if you go it's like hundreds of them i mean there isn't really even a costco in like the city of la you have to like go in the outskirts go to a costco so i don't get that TikTok. I mean, you have to go to like the valley <laughs> to go to a Costco. That hashtag, that that Costco hashtag must be powerful. Is it? I guess so. If they're gonna like go that hard, you know what I mean. I mean, if they're gonna you, go that hard. Anybody that lives in LA, you're going, you're walking like to Trader Joe's. I mean, or something like that. But you're not going to you know Costco. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got. We talked about religion today. Let's talk about drugs, Jesse. <laughs> sounds sounds appropriate. It's Halloween. This is and this is heroin. This is what happens to your brain after snorting heroin. And this is what your body does. Last year alone, Wait. drug overdose deaths rose nearly 30%. This is what your family goes 93,000 people died from overdoses last year, with a lot of those deaths connected to synthetic opioids. Like, Are you high right now? Bitch, you guessed it! Yeah, we have a lot of questions. Why do you have to do this to every room in the house? I'm making a point, Dad. None of us do heroin, honey. What does all this symbolize? It means heroin. Alright, so um, I guess the state attorney generals have had to issue warnings this year about Halloween marijuana type treats, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we've heard this before, and as marijuana becomes more popular uh, throughout the country and states start to legalize it more, this might be a problem. But I mean, let me tell you right now the Sour Patch kids that have weed in them cost a lot more than the Sour Patch kids that don't have weed in them. I'm going to be honest with you, unless you have a lot of money you're not passing out some edibles to, to just random people because is, they are expensive yeah. it's, it's like, like clickbait just for here. people that don't you know live in an area where your weed or thc is legal you know to buy like a gummy little thing it's like twenty dollars you know usually and you get like what like eight or nine gummies in there maybe ten ten yeah i mean so it's usually 10 10 milligrams is what it, it is it's always good state. to be cautious you know I mean but i'm hoping people aren't that if it know, smells skunky 
You eat it. Don't give it to yeah, the kid. Yeah, but also okay? don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd be I'd be really hesitant that people would do that. But nobody's I mean, gonna know. do that. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, it's like back the, in the day, the razor blades. Like oh, one of my favorite radio hosts, Matt from Charlotte, he used to. His famous line was, "Show me the bodies." You're more. Where like, are they? You're Where more are the likely to have a friend that you know to give you a you know a gummy or like that or something, some lollipop mm-hmm. or. Or People just want to write articles to get parents to click on them you know I mean? and, and be scared. Um, I got some real scary news to be scared of here on Halloween. Um, so let's get to that. All right. This is actual scary news. We'll be right back. This is the Dr. Pepper Project. All right, so U.S. is seeing 18.4% rise in traffic fatalities in the last six months. It's the largest increase on record. So if you're out there tonight on Halloween, take it easy, slow down, call that Uber, go to one place, stay there. That's my trick, isn't it, Jesse? To always say, like, get somewhere early, get comfortable, Stay there. Don't be hopping all around. It's just not worth it. You know, you, you always think something's better or your friend wants to move. Just be like, no. Just like, no. In your face, sucker! We're staying here. It's Halloween. It's busy as fuck. You won't get anywhere else, probably. Don't be driving all around, people, okay? Take it easy tonight. You heard it from Dr. Whoever and Mr. Jesse. <laughs> what else? All right, so let's talk a little bit more about actual Halloween, you know, so... Um, we're going to this event. What else are we going to do? Are we going to actually go out and walk the strip tonight, maybe? Yeah, well, it depends on what we're feeling. I mean, I don't know. It's I might look around and see what's going on. I was a little worried that like I was going to feel bad from the booster, but I feel perfectly fine. So, you know, I'm kind of like, I could go out. I could go to a little... I could hit, I could hit the club tonight, Jesse. I could hit mm. the club. <laughs> Mr. Jesse has work in the morning. I know. Mr. Jesse is lame, I say. Uh-huh. I bet we do one more story, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. Is that good for you? That's good for me. I was going to do the Janet Yellen story, but uh, we'll save that for another day. That's more serious. Well, nobody wants to hear about inflation right now. It's coming down, <laughs> it's people. We're working no on it. I know. The only other thing wants to hear about candy. So I got a Twix story. Twix, you know I love a Twix, Jesse. You know, it's like, and there's not many, like, there's not many opportunities in, in like, candy either. You know, where you get to, like, you get to pick a side. Because, with you know, the Twix, you know, you're either on the right or you're on the left, right, Jesse? Mm-hmm. So you know you gotta decide: are you a <laughs> are you a left Twix? Are you a right Twix? <laughs> okay. We'll be when right I back. We'll find I out. Do not you say recall? I do not. Recall. I do not. Recall. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's great. Now that's a recall and response column. That's my my catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed he said that a lot uh, during testimony. Do you really not remember meeting with George Papadopoulos about Russia? You know, Colin, I've asked... So if you do not recall if you're a left Twix or a right Twix or not, um, this this commercial just came out, and I don't know if it's from our country or not, but it's it's this year, and I'm going to have to kind of like... It took me twice to watch it to actually figure out what was going on. Um, but it's a super cute commercial, and I'm gonna play it for you. All right, this is Twix's new Halloween commercial. Trick or treat. 
So there's a little girl in a dress and doorbell rings. Hi. I'm your new nanny. She's wearing all black. I need a nanny. Slams the door. Then she appears. Well, your parents seem to think you do. What's your favorite color? Black. Other than black. Oh, um, charcoal? They're just coloring. Why are you all dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. Little kids come and say, why are you dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. Can I help you? Are she... you a good witch or a bad witch? Do you want to find out? Yeah, it's clean. You buckled? I'm still wearing my princess dress. Do you want to wear it? So she asks if the kid wants to wear the princess dress, and she says, okay. And then they go to the park. And now hey, the, the you... kid's kicking a soccer ball wearing the princess, princess. dress. You look like a girl. Why are you wearing that? Dressing like this makes me feel good. Is that your nanny? She looks weird. You look weird, your nanny looks weird, you guys are both weird. No, we're just different. Boys don't wear dresses. So he's a boy, you find out at the Whoa. very end. Wow! Where is it coming from? What's happening? Then the boy disappears. Only his cape is left. We should go. Then they walk away. Will he come back? Yeah, probably. Because they always come back. The people that want to, you know, bring you down, they'll always be there. They'll always come back. But you can always make them go away, at least just for a little while. What do you think about that, Jesse? I it's thought it was adorable. Cool. I like that. I like that. It was super cute. I thought it was adorable. Yeah. Made me tear up a little bit. I, Cause like I watched it and then I had to watch it again. Cause if you don't pay attention, you don't even realize that um, it's a boy dressed as a girl kicking a soccer ball until that other little boy comes up and is like, "Why are you dressed like a girl?" That's kind of cool. I like that. I know. I thought it was good too. Well, you want to wrap it up for the day, and then we'll get ready to go do our trick-or-treat and whatever else we're doing today. Man, I had to go buy Costco ourselves and get a bottle of vodka. Yes, queen. Oh, all right, the Janet Yellen video just started, but we're not going to. We're going to pause that. We're going to save Janet Yellen for next time. So I know I know you cannot wait, but we're going to make it fun. I promise. We're going to have Yellen be Yellen on the next show, okay? <laughs> but until then, um, let's get into the broken hip-hop wrap-up on the Doctor Whoever Project. You know who Offset is? I do. That's Cardi B's husband. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, I guess Offset. Um, he's a Balenciaga model. Is this correct? Am I correct on that? Um, I'm not sure about that, but oh, I'm apparently sure he, he is. He raps about Balenciaga, and so this is this. Um, apparently, this whole article is about him trying to tell other artists to diversify. It says the uh, new Balenciaga model is urging other hip hop musicians to think outside the box of their musical ambitions. Um, Let's see. And, you know, do he's judging a show called Hype. I don't know what that is. Have you ever heard of that? It says the Hype Judge. I don't either. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. There's there's something out there for everyone. Like, there's so many different, I don't know, entertainment avenues nowadays. That, like, you can always find something that's, that's your thing if you really want to. Um, but, all right, well, 
Congratulations to him. And then somebody else is in the news is Fetty Wap, Jesse. Fetty Wap, I haven't heard about him in a while. Apparently he's in trouble for drugs. That was a report right here. Okay, what's this say? Indictment just unsealed late this morning. As you mentioned, the arraignment will be held this afternoon via teleconference. He was arrested yesterday at City Field. Uh, it was during a music festival in the afternoon. Uh, in the afternoon before he performed, he's one of six indicted for conspiracy to distribute more than 100 kilograms of controlled substances on Long Island and in New Jersey. And those arrested also include a New Jersey correction officer. Officials say Fetty Wap and others involved transported, distributed deadly and addictive drugs, including heroin and fentanyl on Long Island, oh, wow. deliberately contributing okay. to the opioid epidemic. The this is more than like I thought. I thought it was like a small little thing. Suffolk County as their home yeah, base. We're told the defendants would get drugs on the West Coast and use the U.S. Postal Service and drivers with hidden compartments to transport the drugs across the country to Suffolk County, where they were stored. Fetty Wap's role, according to officials, a kilogram-level redistributor for the trafficking organization. As part of the investigation, approximately $1.5 million in cash, cocaine, heroin, fentanyl pills, handguns, pistols, and ammo were recovered. This is in Fetty Wap's first run-in with the law. The 30-year-old, whose real name is William Jr. Maxwell II, faced three counts of battery after allegedly assaulting employees at a hotel two years ago. He was also arrested in 2017 and charged with DUI after police say he I was I mean, his songs are called Trap Queen and stuff like that, right? I mean, isn't he the one that talks for like cooking meth and like, yeah, dropped his queen. newest project, The Butterfly Effect, a 17-track mixtape in honor of his four-year-old daughter who passed away in June due to a cardiac arrhythmia. Now, oh, in a statement, oh, that's right. We talked about that on the show, too. Says, quote, we pray that this is all a big misunderstanding. He sees the judge today. We're hoping he gets released so we can clear things up expeditiously. And now we reached out to his publicist and also... Um, well, what do you think about that, Jesse? That's interesting, isn't it? You know, it's just like I was listening to that, and I was kind of surprised because I'm looking over here. I'm not sure how accurate it says. Fetty Wap's net worth is estimated to be as high as eight million dollars. Well, I mean, so, it doesn't mean he can't be a doesn't mean he can't I mean, be no, a drug dealer. What I'm dealer. saying is like he's made a substantial amount of money rapping. Oh so, yeah, but, but I know a lot I, of. What people, I think is, I think they enjoy it. I think some of these people enjoy that life, and so you don't want to. I mean. When you listen to his songs, I mean, it is, it's almost like telling a story of like a business, like how he conducts his business, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, um, it's almost like an instruction manual, so I think that's how he was able to become successful, and maybe he wanted to stay with his roots and not get called a sellout. I think those things are more important in the black community than they are like, you know, these little punk rockers or whatever. You know, they ditch the skate parks for them for Malibu, but these guys don't want to ditch, you know, Jersey, the Jersey Shore, or, or, and and the the other you know drug dealer people that are buddies for their entire life, because you know now they're big, so they can help them. You know, it's like I don't, well, know. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, like well, obviously or, this seems like it's a major drug dealing. Well, ring. I mean, you're you're using one person to generalize the whole. No, I'm talking thing. about this specific, this specific. Yeah, but you person. said the black community. Well, no, I'm saying I think in the black community it is harder to be gay be transgender um you know leave the leave the hood and go put on a suit and start being a model for balenciaga <laughs> i think it's harder to do that in the black community 
um, because people see you as a sellout, like, um, you know, different political but, but, figures but we see around it's town. Also, it's also how you, you frame it. I mean, Jay-Z, you know, rapped about his early career about selling drugs, and, you know, I mean, now he's... You know, he's a billionaire. And but people, maybe he wasn't but, really selling drugs. No, but, but he I mean? was. And so it was like notorious by G. And I don't so know. It's one of those things. It's like you, you come from those beginnings and rap is about, you know, rapping about like where you came from. And those were your, your roots. I but think there's a difference too between of, like heroin and cocaine. But it's, but it's more of like being honest and true to your community and helping your community. Um, like Has he helped the like, community? Yeah, tremendously. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, tremendously, and and Jay Z's become like a favorite. Oh, I'm talking about Fetty Wap, sorry. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sure not, I'm making a, I'm, I'm, like, I'm using a general. Okay, because you made a comment, so I'm showing you. The, oh no, I gotcha. A rapper that is trying to done something different, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know, Jay Z's you know diversified. He's investing in the Nets. You know, I mean, as a clothing line, and was able to use his struggles and rap about certain issues that people can relate to, but also show them a path of success as well. Um, unfortunately, Fetty Wap didn't use those, you know, the same line as, as you know, other rappers like Jay-Z or even, you know, Dr. Dre or Ice Cube. Um, well, I can read you, I can read you Fetty Wap's, um, right here. This is Celebrity Endorsements Fetty Wap. Interest, ATVs, cars, dirt bikes, dogs, jewelry. Endorsements, Calvin Klein, Chic Mart, Tektronix, Pepsi, Pure Atlanta. Charities, zero. Fetty Wap has done charity work with supported following charities, colon, blank, nothing. And then causes, it just says youth, so. Doesn't seem that Fetty Wap has done anything. I do see an article from March 2000, 2018 where it looks like he hosted some kind of a charity event for at a supermarket in Seattle, but again, doesn't seem like he's doing anything, you know, that great for the community, so I mean, um, if the negative news is the only news out there for you, then that's just, that's unfortunately the case. But that's how it goes, you know? What is he, what is, what is that, what is Jim Carrey saying that, that, that show I like? Um, what's that one? Oh yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles, Mr. Jesse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are you ready to go get some candy? Ready to go give out some candy? Yeah, what do you want? Sounds good. You ready to go? Yep. All right, we'll roll out. We'll wrap it up today. Thanks for joining us if you stuck it out for the whole show, as always. And, you know, um, look out for more shows. We're trying to do as much as possible. I forgot to put this one on the butt, Jesse. Oh, you're, you're, you're losing your touch. We're one minute away from being live. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> oh, well. Next time. Next time we'll go live. But, as always, this show will be on the podcast at the website at kbut.vegas or drwhoever.com. This is the Broken Hip Hop Wrap Up on the Dr. Whoever Project. Later! Want some two? Better wrap it up! Better wrap that gavel up, I'm crazy, but then they know this right here is me. And then I give them the peace. I'm out. The whole crew's back for season two. Cloud your ears with that Gucci knowledge. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your test. Okay, bye bye.
for nothing because I got her. Everything is bitch, you up in the bed, though. Do my